Before we start the show this week, I want to thank our sponsors at SeatGeek. Anthony and I love this app. Behind MLB at Bat, it's probably the most used app on my phone. I, I go to 50 plus ball games every summer and almost every ticket I buy is through the SeatGeek app. I've been using it long before they started sponsoring us. Uh, for those of you who don't know what it is, it's basically a ticket aggregator for the secondary market. It ranks via a color-coded system which seats have the best value across multiple ticket brokers. You can get views from the seats and you can compare prices. So like if someone is selling their ticket for 100 bucks in row five, you can see if someone from a different site is selling their seat for, I don't know, 90 bucks in row four. Even if I'm not going to a game, honestly, I'll sometimes just pop open the app and check it out just so I can see what ticket prices are going for across the country. Just trust me on this one. Download the app, go to the settings tab and click add a promo code. Use the code clubhouse and receive a $20 rebate on your first ticket purchase. Our show is always going to be free for you guys. We really would just appreciate it if you could support our sponsors a little bit. And it's just going to make your lives easier. On to the show. This week in the clubhouse, Anthony and I discuss our thoughts on the MLB playoff format and the suggested rule changes Commissioner Manfred has floated out there. We hope you enjoyed our breakdown of all 30 stadiums and would love to hear your thoughts about your own ballpark travels. Shoot us an email at clubhousepodcast at gmail.com or tweet us at clubhousepod using the hashtag clubhousestories. We'll share the best of them on the air. This episode was recorded in New York City. Blue Jays win it! Touch them all, Joe! You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life! Got him! 20 strikeouts! He ties the Major League record! There it goes! See ya! I don't believe what I just saw! And he's out by five feet at the plate! And that was the worst base running in the history of the game! Fly ball, left field, it's deep! Welcome to the show, everybody. It is a wonderful day for baseball. I'm Anish Chain, and sitting next to me once again is the irascible Anthony Rapp. Irascible? Yeah, it's a word I was just trying to think of. I was trying to think of a, of a cool little word for you. Does that, that mean kind of like ornery? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm always nice to you up front. This time I, I figured irascible was the word I was going to use. I don't know. I just, that name Why, that... Manish? I'm so... I'm ornery about that. <laughs> the reason why I, I wanted to start it off with that is because I think we might be getting into a little bit of an argument today. Today, there's only going to be the two of us on this lovely podcast. Just going to be you and I. No guest this week. And uh, we're going to be discussing some potential changes to Major League Baseball that have been put out there by Mr. Uh, Commissioner Rob Manfred and... I don't know. I mean, just we want to talk about uh, the playoff structure and, and how it's looking uh, moving forward and kind of look at the playoff history of Major League Baseball. And then if we have time, we're also going to touch on some rule changes that Mr. Manfred uh, has has put forth. But before we get to that, I want to ask you just blanket statement. Do you like the current incarnation of the MLB playoffs? Um. Yeah, I like I think we've talked about this. Before. I mean, I do think that there's a case to be made that a, a one game play in is annoying for the Pittsburgh pirates, especially over the last oh, several God. years. But I think that when you can increase the opportunities, you know, if, yes, it's 30% of the field, but it still keeps more teams 
in the mix and in the hunt. And it keeps also the teams that are spoilers that many more opportunities to be spoilers. So I think it it's good for the game. I think it's good for fans and I think it's good for narrative of the season. And so I don't, I, I like the five teams in each league making a postseason. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. And, um, I like a best of five series, and I also like a best of seven series. I mean, I think that it that it that it graduates as it goes along is good. Sure. Um, I you know I was I can't remember if I've talked how much I've talked about this on the podcast, but I've been, you know, over the past year or so, I've been reading little bits and chunks of of a wonderful, wonderful collection of of a baseball book that. Um, Oh my God! I can't even believe. Like, uh, uh, he's so famous, and uh, my brain is. Oh no! What happened? You know who I'm talking about? I do, and I forgot. Angel, too. Roger Angel. There you Thank go. you. Woo! Um, I was busy, so, so busy being irascible, I couldn't remember it. <laughs> um, but you know, he's 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 writing about all these seasons initially when it was just literally a, a pennant winner for each league that then played the World Series, and then it was the creation of the divisions. Which, you know, initially there were there were things that he was writing about at the time that were really controversial at, at the time. He was writing angrily about the DH, the creation of the DH, and how it was, you know, a, a conspiracy among the American League owners and how it had nothing to do with the spirit of the game. And, you know, there have been many things that have happened over the years that have changed over the you know, the way that Major League Baseball is, is played and the way that these things are structured. You know, the expansions... I mean, what was the initial league? The initial league in the American League and National League were eight how many? Eight. eight and eight, eight right? And eight. Yeah. So you know, now we're at um, you know fifteen and fifteen. And well, actually, here let's 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 go back in in time for a moment and think about when. So baseball obviously got to start in eighteen forty five, but but baseball though that we know it today, the the major league baseball the way uh, we uh, enjoy it today, really got to start in nineteen oh three. That was the first ever World Series, at least, uh, was in 1903. And back then, yes, there were eight teams in each league, the American League and the National League. And for, I want to say, I think it was until 1969, uh, I believe, that's... 61 was the first expansion. 61 was the first expansion, but they did not expand the playoffs until 69. Even in, in 61, yes, they expanded to 10 teams in each league, but that kind of existed for a while until 1969 when they decided, all right, maybe there are too many teams here and it's become a little more difficult um, for... The team to win each pennant to to go and uh, face each other, which I, to be fair, I still like that idea. You know, I still when 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 my team wins the pennant, I run around my apartment like a lunatic and get crazy excited because I think that there's still something to be said about winning the pennant more so than any other sport, winning their league's championship. I just think that there is something, you know, when you go to these ballparks now, as you and I have done. Most of these ballparks will have their pennants flying somewhere across the uh, the ballpark, and you can just feel that pride and that you remember those specific years because it is so difficult to make it through 162 or 154 games at the time, 162 game season. That uh, I don't know. Do you think? Would you ever want to go back to to just whoever wins the American League? No, whoever? no, no. <laughs> No, no, hey, no. I mean, eliminate no, divisions, no, eliminate no, everything. No, have no, one no, 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 See what I say? <laughs> no. Okay. No. All right. I'm just, I'm just asking. I love the postseason so All right, much. We'll, we're gonna, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a moment. So, 
in, before 1969, it was just whoever won the AL, whoever won the NL, they were going to face off for the World Series, except for 1904. Do you know what happened in 1904? I don't know what happened. Well, I don't know what happened in 1904. There was no Swanson. World Series. What happened then? The owner of the New York Giants refused to play the uh, Boston, I believe the Boston Americans, they were, they were called back then. And uh, because of just some nonsense business dealings and some basically just come down to money, it was, yeah, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to play you guys. I'm not going to face you guys. And so they just didn't have a World Series, which is utterly fascinating to me. But uh, now, obviously, the only time that we've missed the World Series since then was 1994. Ugh, 90 years later. Stupid strike. Yeah. But, so it was a best of seven series in 1969. Um, before 1969, it was always a best of seven series, except for in 1903, 1919, 1920, and 1921. I just think that the the I'm all I love this format. Okay, well, I right. do. Do you, right. do you? What is your feeling about well, the format? We're gonna get we're gonna get to that in a moment. First, I want to get more about the history of this thing. So, uh, in 1969, they changed it finally. They they changed the playoff structure to go to two rounds. They introduced the league championship series because now it expanded even further to 12 teams. So, with the league championship series in each league. In each league, I'm sorry, yes, in each league, not in total, in each league. And that is when the AL and the NL were finally separated into East and West divisions. So it was no longer just leagues, it was also two specific divisions. And, and inexplicably, there were weird teams that were in the West or the East. There were like very strange yeah, that, geographical situations going on. Yeah, I mean, that is something even in, and uh, I know in the NHL up until very recently, the Detroit Red Wings were in the Western Conference, you know, up until a couple years ago. So, I mean, it's just, it's those original teams back in the day, you know, because look, <laughs> Hundred years ago, west of the Mississippi, you know, was was considered west or frontier. You know, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, from 1969 to 1993, there were just the two rounds, and uh, in 19 uh, originally it was actually a best of five series. The the LCS was a best of five series, uh, but then they graduated to a best of seven as well. Before um, before the division series in 1985. Started? In 1985, they changed it to a best of seven oh, series. I think that that's fair too. I mean, because it's you know, whenever you have the best of the best facing off each other, you want to make give more games between these two teams. Of course, sure. But that's, then you start trying to figure out what the motivations are for that. Is it purely to find the best team? Is it monetary? Is it you know, are we doing it just to to raise you know to, to fill a stadium a couple more extra times? It's it's I don't know. I. No, because there's so much variance. There's so much variance and strange goings on that can happen in the postseason. So the so more we'll the that. more numbers of games available, so to, we'll get to that for the present. So I feel like that 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 is can give you can give you a truer outcome. I want to get to. All right, I want to. I want to get to the uh, um, current format before we argue about that. But uh, 1994 to 2011. That is when it expanded to the divisional series then um, because there's another round of expansions. And so we just keep expanding. We got to, you know, include more teams in the playoffs. And that's when the uh, division, the divisions were split into East, Central and West. And 
that was our first introduction to the wild card, which I know, you know, when I was a kid, I, I was a young boy when, when this was all uh, introduced, but there was a lot of, the, the term wild card was something that we were used to in football and in other sports, but in baseball, I felt very much against it. I, I was an old curmudgeonly man, even when I was nine years old, who didn't like change. But uh, that now brings us to modern day in 2012, when they switched it from, and by the way, there was no expansion this time. This is the first time in history that they changed the playoff rules without expansion being a reason. Uh, this is just part of the new CBA, the new uh, collective bargaining agreement by former wonderful, wonderful commissioner, Bud Selig. Uh, tongue in cheek or serious? My tongue is firmly placed. Yeah. In my cheek, uh, but uh, that introduced the one-game play-in. I refuse to call it a playoff. I I it's I, a I, I, yeah. I consider it a play-in, like the NCAA basketball tournament. Uh, I feel like this is the play-in game to, to actually make the playoffs. And so now there is a one-game pl- uh, play-in. Now, as you just mentioned, when it comes down to the best of the best, you want the most amount of games possible. So now we get to it. One-game play-in. Yeah, but if you were unsuccessful at winning your division, but you're still a really good team and you're better than all the other teams in the league, you should have a chance to advance, but you, there's a slight penalty. So after 162 games, you believe that it should come down to one nine-inning endeavor that, I mean, based on any number of criteria, as we've discussed during the 2016 season uh, often, when, uh, as of this recording at least, the Chicago Cubs are, are straight dominating the rest of the league, yet every once in a while they will lose to the Braves or the Brewers or whoever is not a very good team. Yeah, but that's not the case in the case of two wildcard teams facing off for one game. It's two really good teams facing off for each other. Yeah, so, that, so that factor, that argument has anything n- can holds no water <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> that's anything- a false equivalency is what I'm saying. All right, fair enough. I don't know. I just... I. If you have two really strong teams, aces facing off against one Oh, another, but how do you know the aces are going to be facing each other at that point in the well, season? Or you know, it they're number one or number two, generally. It's going to be, they're going to put their best foot forward. I think if you wanted to advance. Except for the fact that if you've got a, a, a I mean, there's a chance, once again, as of this recording, anything can happen in, in the 2016 season. But there's a very good chance that there could be an eight-way tie in the AL uh, uh, wild card. That's exciting. Uh, it's very, no, it's incredibly, I, it's incredibly exciting. But there's a good chance that if that's the case, then towards the end of the season, these guys will be throwing their first, second, third starters out there. So by the time the wild card game actually But that's happens, also part of the penalty. Okay. If you were unsuccessful in winning your division. I agree that the wild card, first of all, I don't think the wild card should exist. For me, I'm a big fan but, of just. What's what? me vomiting because you're, you're curmudgeonly. It's not curmudgeonly. I feel like you got to win the. Originally, it was you had to win your whole league to make it to the World Series. Now it's you have to win. Your division. And then it was, you have to, you know, the division. That's fine. But now it's you got to win your division. And then also, if you kind of, you know, if you don't win the division, if you maybe come in second in your division or even third in your division, you can still make the playoffs. But if you're third in your division, you're better than every other team in your league. Sure. I, that's, 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 uh, yeah. because that's the flip Except side. Except when you have. You could, you could, then when you get the people who squeak in in their weak division, and then you have the third best team in all of baseball. Except are they the third best team in baseball or did the top three teams just happen to have two very, very weak teams in that division and just beat up on them and and collect 15, 16 extra wins each by just beating up on some bad teams at the bottom of the division? It's not that simple and you know it. I don't think it is that simple either. I I don't think it's... it's... No. (laughs) No. No. You're being reductive. I'm not being reductive. Nope. Nope. 
No, if you have the if you have the third best record at all of baseball, yeah. no matter what the strength of your own division is, you still have to play a third or half or however much of your schedule against sure. all the other teams. No, you're right. So no, I don't know. I just I I, you know, looking at last I'm, year, I'm bad at math. What is the math? How many te- how many games do you play against your own 19, division? So I mean, I can't do that. Yeah, off the top so, of my head. but it's a good chunk. Oh no, of, it's a yeah. good chunk that you're yeah. playing against your own division. But you also yes, you yes. do play. And now, obviously, you're playing a lot of interleague games, yes, and you're playing yes. all that stuff. So I, I get it, I get it. I just, I uh, look. I'm of two minds of this. I, I'm not entire. I was completely against the the playing game when it was announced because I'm an old man who hates change. But then we've had a couple of of ludicrously exciting playing games, yeah. which is is very very exciting. It was announced. Uh, uh, this is going to timestamp this, but whatever. It was announced today that the AL wild card will be happening on my birthday this year and so that's going to be a very very interesting day um you know and and it's it, if the tigers happen to to make it as of as of now it looks like that's going to be their only option is making it uh, uh via the wild card um i don't know how i'm going to feel about that to be you're honest you're singing you. a different tune is what you're going to be doing i'm not going to be singing a different tune i may still not be happy with the fact that they're forcing this team that i love to play a one game play-in to hopefully maybe back into the playoffs i think you think that's backing in if you oh, win absolutely. a one game plan absolutely i think it's backing if in. you dominate a one game plan as the cubs yes did because last you can dominate anything because you can dominate any game one game at any point anybody can dominate a game that's baseball that's why we play series because a game anything can happen your ace might be off that day you might have you know, whatever. There's a million different reasons. Yeah, you might be starting your fourth guy. You might your your then you know, win your division. Your slugger might be then win your division. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah, and I'm I, I actually do like the fact that winning the wild card is quote unquote punished now, or not so much punished as winning your division is rewarded. Yes. and so I do like that. What would you think about making the the wild card a three play? game? Yeah, a three game series. I think it's. I mean, I don't have anything necessarily against that. I just get concerned about time, because then they also build in so many days yeah. off between these series. Yeah, now. that's that's. Uh, so when do you do it? I don't know what they're gonna do about that. Because I mean, if you do a double header, you know, but they never will because it's prime time. Oh, television. a double header in the like if you do two two of the three games in a double header, and so if you sweep the double header, then you're done. Wow, I think Ooh. that'd be great. <laughs> Well, look, I'm a big fan of doubleheaders regardless. Yeah, like, and, I, and, and also not a day-night doubleheader. But yeah, like yeah, a, true like doubleheader. Double no, no, I, I would love, like I said, I mean, and I've said it on the podcast before, and I'll say it a million times over, um, you want to solve the playoff stuff, just make every Sunday doubleheader day, and every every team plays doubleheaders on Sundays, and, and you can basically lop off a couple of weeks of the regular season and actually start the playoffs in mid to late September and then actually finish it in October. Uh, instead of uh, the, you know this season in 2016, the the World Series there's a very good chance it will end in November and like deep into November. Like I believe the 27th is when it starts or something like that. And so it's it's 27th of October. Yeah. So I believe uh, I couldn't I could be wrong. It's somewhere around that date. And um, yeah. So I mean, there's a good chance that we're gonna be playing meaningful, absolutely not just in midnight, like like Mister Mister November Derek Jeter hitting his home run at uh, at, at midnight uh, on November first, a couple years back, but actually playing full World Series games in November breaks my heart. I don't like that idea at all. Um, all right, yeah, maybe maybe just double headers in the regular season and then make it a three game playoff series. All right, and then. We got to touch on this just because it's yeah, without 
you can't talk about the World Series of playoffs without touching on this. I know where you stand on this. I know where I stand on this. Home field advantage. What do you think of how home field advantage is dictated for the World Series? I think it's pretty silly. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's pretty silly that the All-Star game has anything to do with home field yeah. advantage because the people who are in the All-Star game may not even be playing in the World Series or any number of them. You know, most of them yeah. because it's it's yeah. eight, first of all, it's your, you know, <sighs> Okay, for the uninitiated, in 2002, the All-Star game ended in a tie because they ran out of pitchers, which to this day, I fundamentally don't understand why they didn't have position players pitching. Like, that's the fun of a regular season game. It's going to be even more fun in an All-Star game. What are you doing? Just, it's an exhibition game. It doesn't matter. But then, of course, the Honorable Bud Selig, in all of his infinite glory and wisdom, decided, this time it counts. And now, the the (laughs) All-Star game... It's going to count for the World Series, which makes no sense to me. But fine. They had that. And the AL has straight dominated the the uh, uh, um, the All-Star game since then. And so the AL just keeps getting home field advantage. So I'm pretty happy with that, the way that that's turned out. But as an AL fan, but as a baseball fan, I just – I mean, what is your salute? What do you think a better way to – dictate world, uh, the way it always game. was you, the best record you that wasn't that what it was it would switch back and forth it was even it was ludicrous before it was I one year AL, one year nl yeah oh i didn't remember that pop i mean i know originally it was yeah the best record so best record clinches yeah i mean it just makes sense i agree but what do you do if there's a tie and they haven't faced and there's no head-to-head um record within the division probably yeah divisional opponents yeah yeah I'm okay with that. All right, so that's what everybody hashtag change the playoffs. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't do hashtags, but I just I, I feel like uh, it really I think takes away from strategy at towards the end of a season when if you're a team that that is is fighting for that best record and, and you look over across the division or the league and, and see the other team over there fight it's like right now the cubs are are as of now most likely going to have the best record in baseball at the end of the season however let's just say mid-september you guys have clinched and joe decides you know what i'm gonna arrest a bunch of guys because it doesn't matter anymore and i don't really want to hurt any of these people and the rangers or the blue jays or the whoever come storming back at that point, I feel like you should be penalized also for not playing towards the end of the season. So I think, based on what I'm saying, is I agree with you. I think that we should. <laughs> don't laugh at me. Well, I should. I, I agree with you. Uh, don't laugh at me. That's nice. Thank you. All right, fine. We're going to move off the subject. Is there anything else you'd like to say about the playoffs? Just that I love watching them. They're so much fun. It really is exciting. There's so many crazy things that have happened in the last couple of years, especially. Uh, last chunk of years, there have been so many amazing playoff games in the last chunk of years. When how do you feel about? Don't you agree? I mean, oh, like especially. Yeah. I mean, and I, again, I'm reading these historical accounts of these other no, series. I mean, the, the 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 stuff that's happening between the Dodgers and the Cardinals. Um, that crazy 18 inning game between the Nationals and the Giants. The you know the Cueto 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 uh, yes. uh, with the Reds and the Pirates. Yes. Um, the 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 way the Royals stormed back three times. In the, you know whatever it was in the last couple of years, like totally looking like they were going to be completely knocked out, and not only won those games, but then wound up going. Well, to, I mean, once again, it's happening right now series. in real time, where where the Royals, after being pretty much dead all season, now all of a sudden are are white hot and making a push for for the AL wild card now out of nowhere, where they were dead in the water. So yeah, it's it's 
it's definitely a you know what and i should have looked this up before we started recording so i apologize for this but i'm i'm trying to think when the last time or how not maybe not the one last time but how often it comes out where the most dominant regular season team ends up winning the world series because it doesn't happen as often doesn't as people often, think no. yeah it's a lot of the times it it i mean the wild card team has won it multiple times uh yeah. over the last decade or you know the third seeded you know uh, team just kind of gets hot at the right time yeah. which which i absolutely love yeah. because you know it, it makes it completely unpredictable yeah, you gotta and, get in the tournament and then anything can happen. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. But I mean, that's every. I think all the baseball organizers or the you know front office folks and managers and everybody they they understand now even more and more every every year what it what a quote unquote playoff roster looks like and yeah. what what the strengths that you really need to have to be able to win these short series. I mean, you know, it's all in, in high pressure it's, it's situations. All starting pitching. It's all at this point. It's, defense. It's, yeah, defense is big Base too. But if running. you if you can get a a good one two three combination, that and then a back into the bullpen, way. and then back in the bullpen, which which, <laughs> yeah, that is one of those things, and we've discussed it before. But um, I just, it is so fickle, and and if anybody out there has the secret to actually sustaining, that's the biggest thing: sustaining bullpen success. Mariana Rivera. Yeah, outside of the one Ma exception, Ma Mariana Rivera. The one exception who, Ma who Mariana Rivera. But even just, but you know, even Mo blew a couple games here sure. and there. You know, where where it happens, it's oh four baby. You know, it's I was actually I don't know why I was just watching old clips and and of uh, retirements. Oh, I think it's just because of Princey, because uh, sadly. Prince Fielder had to end his career short. And so I just kind of went down this rabbit hole just watching old retirement videos and, and all that stuff. And Mose was one of them that I was watching at. And actually I saw his, I, I clicked on the, uh, when he went to Boston for the last time, uh, Fenway Park for the last time. And they did this beautiful, awesome, hysterically funny video kind of honoring him. And I'm using air quotes in this pretty heavily, uh, where it was like Millar and, uh, 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 oh my God, who stole the base, uh, manager of the Dodgers. Yeah. Um, um, uh, Dave Roberts. Dave Roberts. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Dave, I almost called him David Ross, but, uh, uh, no, uh, Dave Roberts and all these guys that were, you know, thanking him and, you know, calling how, how great of a, of a pitcher he was for giving up that, that, uh, it was very, very tongue in cheek, but very funny and, and very done with love and all that stuff. Um, which, I then watched A Rod's last uh, appearance in a, in pinstripes at Fenway. <laughs> wow, the boos were fantastic. I mean, that was that was merciless. Do, and do you believe him when he says he's at peace? No, but oh, it's so weird. So he's weird. he's he's got to say what he's got to say, I and know. I respect that yeah. out of it. And I've said it. I mean, if I haven't said it on the podcast, I'll say it now. I, I will. I don't care who you are. I will never tell a professional athlete when to retire. No, I will never no. be one of these people that he should hang it up. I I don't understand. I I can't even remotely put myself in in their shoes to figure out. Here's this thing that I've known for forty years. The only thing that I've known. Now I have to put it away. I don't know what I'm going to do next. Like it's it's. So I do. As much as I do not like Alex Rodriguez, I feel for the guy for having to to do, you know, what he had to do. Will he come back? Uh, and once again, as of this recording, they're all pretty serious about him sticking out uh, or staying on the sidelines 2016. And then I, I do actually believe that because I think he is probably tired, and I think it'll be probably good for him to get a couple months here to just relax. But 
I am, and you know me, I hate predictions, but I would not be shocked to see him in a uniform next season to get 700. Um, I think that means a lot to him. That's why I don't think he's at peace. Because I think 696. He needs four more. I think that, that that will weigh on him forever if he doesn't touch 700. And I don't blame him. You know, maybe maybe instead of Mr. 3000, we'll have Mr. 700. Do you, have you seen the movie Mr. 3000? I never saw it. Starring Bernie Mac. Yeah, I never trying saw Trying to it. get his 3000 hit. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's fantastic. So maybe maybe in 20 years, A-Rod will come back and, and uh, become Mr. 700. Um, Can we do a brief shout out to Ichiro? Uh, Ichiro, I could write poetry about this man, and I could simultaneously write poetry condemning Jeffrey Loria and the Marlins organization for how they did him. A 10-game homestand. I was at one of those games and super excited about maybe actually being able to see 3,000 happen in my lifetime, and they sat him. How do you sit him? Then he's at 2,999 with one game left on a road trip, and they're going to go home. And they play him. And of yeah. course he gets it, because he's Ichiro. I knew it. I knew the first opportunity he had to get 3,000, he was going to get it, because he's Ichiro. It's what he does. Oh, I love that man so much. Me too. Oh, I want him. I want him to play for another 10 years. I think he can play till he's 50. He said he wants to. I think he can play till he's 50. He's I, having a great season. Just go to the AL. Go to the AL. Well, he's been in the AL. Yeah, I know, but now go to the AL. No, but he does. But that's the thing; like, he's still a great fielder. Of course, he's a great fielder. But he can he can for the next, I'd say two. The problem is he's he he can't play one sixty two right in the field. So I'm saying you could play one sixty two as a DH. Yeah. I think you could. I could D. I think you could DH him for hundred sixty two games. Yeah, but that's sad. You don't see him in the field. That would make me sad. Okay, fine. So you DH him for hundred twenty of the games, and you play him for forty of the games. Like that's fine. I'm just I want to see him play every day. I yeah. don't want to see this. He's gonna play once every couple of weeks. You know, I mean, he's taking over for Stanton out there, and he hasn't been playing poorly. Like he's, I bet if he played for JoJo, would put him in the lineup more. Oh, Madden. I thought you said yeah. Girardi. No, yeah, sorry. Madden. Um, yeah. yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, well, he's I'd contributing. Be, yeah, but I'd be curious to see where Joe would put him. Well, I guess you guys, you're off, your outfield yeah. isn't completely he keeps, set. He keeps he he loves moving people around. And sure. So he would, but Ichiro isn't really not that fluid, not that flexible. He can only play kind of the one position, maybe two positions. Not left? He can't play left? Yeah. He could play left probably. He plays but, right and center. All right. So you can move him around the outfit a little bit. Yeah. But you guys have enough to stop it. You don't, <laughs> you don't need him. I want him in Tiger's uniform. Um, or to be honest with you, really, I just want him in a Mariner's uniform. Just put him back yeah. in a Mariner's uniform and let him DH for him. Let him play. It's just, ugh. Nintendo is sold the Mariners. Yeah. $661 million. That kind of makes me sad. I really liked what they had done with that team and, and how much they supported that team and the Japanese outreach that happened because of that that ownership. And, and the best video board in all of baseball. Yeah, they've got a very fan. Well, I mean, obviously, Super they have fancy, that. Super fancy, beautiful. I, they, it was, I love Safeco. Oh, I got to go back to Safeco. All right, well, I was, I was going to seamlessly transition because I was talking about the DH and, and all that. So this, this is my awkward, seamless transition. We're just going to take a brief break so that I can tell you how to get in touch with Anthony or me. You can follow us on Twitter at ClubhousePod. Visit our website, clubhousepodcast.com, for extensive links and information about some of the baseball moments we discussed on the show. There are also photos from our cross-country road trip for you to peruse at your leisure. We love hearing from our listeners and getting you involved with the discussion. So please email us at clubhousepodcast at gmail.com. 
Tell us about your favorite baseball stories, your favorite baseball films, why your team or ballpark is so special, or honestly, just if you want to say hello. If you are a new listener to the Clubhouse podcast, welcome. For more great baseball conversations, please take a look at our archives, like our chat with Tony Award-winning composer Tom Kitt. In this clip, Tom reveals that his father was actually a minor league pitcher with the Yankees. My father uh, is a former professional baseball player. My father actually was drafted by the Yankees. My father has a lot of expertise and often will expound his, uh, his <laughs> wisdom for the for the game. But um, yes, but those are the kinds of conversations. And you know, if a guy's, if, if my dad, my dad was a left-handed pitcher and threw in the in the upper nineties, and he was a starter. But if he's going and he's feeling good, let the guy throw. Absolutely. Know, because at the end of the day, your best pitcher, righty lefty, is going to be a better matchup than a weaker guy. Who, who, who might have a, a curveball advantage, you know. And now, back to Anthony and I's friendly little argument about rule changes in baseball. DH and NL. Terrible. Never wanted ever. Never wanted ever. Never It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. It is a guaranteed. But don't you think the pitchers, there are some pitchers who love hitting. Right. Good for them. Don't you think that they're going to be like, and when's really the last make time it... a player dictated what was going to happen? Like, that's no, not... but it's a, that's all CBA stuff, too, though. Sure. But, so don't but you think that the, the. I think a few of the pitchers really like hitting. I think most of the pitchers would probably prefer not to. Although a lot of pitchers probably like having that guaranteed out or, or you know, a little padding of their strikeout stats. Um, it's just one. Of, it's so great that the two leagues have. I agree. To I them. couldn't agree more. I will go kicking and screaming once they do adopt the DH and the NL, but it's going to happen. Whether it's, I, I doubt it'll be in the next CBA, but it'll be within the next couple of CBAs. It will happen because, as, and I've said it before, but with interleague happening every single day. It just, it is, it is, and you're an NL guy, so you don't fully comprehend why it truly isn't fair for the AL pitchers to have to be all of a sudden thinking about hitting one day, and then two months go by, and they're not thinking about hitting, and then they have to think about hitting. I'm not saying this is justifiable. I'm not saying, I'm just saying it is. Learn to bunt. Just learn to bunt. Really? Yes. That simple? John Lester, who has the major league record for going hitless, <laughs> has become an incredibly proficient bunter. Sure. He's also gotten a couple of hits, by the way. But Yeah, he, JV was O for seven years, and now he's gotten a couple of hits. So, yeah. Uh, um, I mean. Look, I love pitchers hitting. I text you all. Anytime a pitcher does I I, pitchers hitting with all caps and many exclamation points is my favorite text to send. Is just I love pitchers hitting. I yeah. love watching it. I mean, look, we saw the great – future Hall of Shamer Bartolo Colon. Uh, Hall of Shame? I was going to say, I, I couldn't say Hall of Famer because he's not going to be Hall of Famer. So I was trying to, I was trying to, you know. I don't, I don't, I don't know his numbers well enough to know why you also, well, definitively, because uh, of PD. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that, that, that's yeah. not going to come in. Uh, but, and also, I mean, he's, he's a Hall of Very Good. But regardless, we saw him this year smash his first home run and also get his first walk of his entire career, <laughs> which is, I don't actually. I don't remember who walked him, but whoever did better have gotten fined five hundred thousand yeah. dollars. One of my favorite things from our baseball trip last year was when we were in Miami <laughs> and watching him at bat. Yeah, and uh, and there was a ball. He got he got a single. Yeah, and then there was a ball hit into the gap. <laughs> Into the gap that yes. any other player would have gone first to third without a problem. He walked. Like, 
He he went kadunk kadunk <laughs> station to station to second. Big smile on his face. It was no every, everyone knowing. Look, this is what's happening. Don't expect anything more of me. I'm just going to galump myself into this. Yeah, it was no, that was fantastic. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, it's just it's it's inevitability. It's I've heard some people say they want the DH out of the league entirely. Look, that would be actually I'm not sure if that would be great. I think because I do genuinely like two leagues having two different Me rules. too. Me that too. goes back to our playoff discussion of I do feel like this is the best of one version of the sport versus the best of another version of the sport, which is why I believe winning the pennant is so cool because you are the best at this version of the sport. Yeah. Um, and I think it's cool when there are plenty of managers who, who have had success in both leagues as well. Absolutely. No, I, I, I mean, think that's it cool because it's, it's very different. How you manage the game is so different. Of course. No, I mean, it's it's... I don't fully agree with with the argument that in the National League you have to quote unquote manage more in the in the AL. It's just you shove the the DH in there because there are still pinch running situations. There's plenty of very different. There are many different. Because when you take your DH, DH out of the game in, in the late innings, if it's a tie game and you're going to need them later, but you know, I mean, that happens. It's it's you know, with a team like the Tigers who have some some just mashers who just love walking. Uh, and I don't mean walking as in bases on balls. I mean they just, just don't run. Just they, you know, it's, it's light, a, a light jog. It's a light trot uh, between the bases. You know, for guys like Miggy and V Mart, etc. It's it's when do you take them out of the game? You know, when do you when do you take that bat out of the lineup because you got a chance to score first to home or whatever. And so I, I do think that there are you know some little uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but but. Nuances, I should say, you know, yeah, to, to, to both American League and National League play, um, which is why it's been fun for me to see Madden do the AL version and then the NL version. I, I kind of like watching him adjust his own managerial style on the fly, uh, but it's coming. It's coming, and and there's nothing any of us can do about it. It extends players' Boo. careers. It, it prevents injuries from, from pitchers. It, I don't know who you're booing. I'm I, booing the idea. I'm not booing you. Okay. I'm booing the idea. I'm booing I, the notion. I boo the idea as well, but I just I, I can't see a version of this sport 50 years from now that doesn't have. I, we're talking about people. You know what? Here, this will transition into into the other conversation I want to talk about. We're we're the amount of changes that people seem to want to make to this league are so ridiculous. I heard a rumor about robot umps again. Yeah. That comes up every five, ten years. I don't or so. mind that. I don't what? really don't mind it. I really don't. Boo! I'm booing you now. No. How? What? You make it, you make no. it really, really uniform. You I don't understand what's wrong with that. You remember and that awful robot technology that happened like 15 years yeah, ago? Yeah, but that's a very different technology. They have much better te- technology than I don't care. Then. I don't no. care. There was, there, no. was, there was a piece I saw on MLB Network um, where they actually, one of the commentators said he would he actually talked to an umpire they were experimenting with it in i think the independent league or somewhere sure. that's always and the, and the umpire the home plate umpire umpire that day said he actually felt like he could pay attention to so many more things that were happening in the game and it actually freed him up to then do his job overall better oh god i disagree with that so much it Why? just it, it i think for me the game of baseball as we've discussed before is a child's game to me when i think of baseball i think of nine kids playing on a dirty dusty field 
and you know having ghosty runners and having like and just playing with each other and just having that and having to call their own balls and, and strikes. And the old and, horse and buggy trots by and then uh, and then there's Mary Lou with her with her petticoats hiked up to step over the rivulets that have been left by the wagon wheels. You done? You you, you done with that? I feel that baseball is a romantic beautiful game that has existed for generations and has existed with some wonderful fantastic rules that have existed since 1845 and you haven't really needed to change them that much i don't see why what is your why why do you want to change these rules i want to or why do you want or why do you want robot ums because it's better to get these things right if if it can any any pitcher alive would tell you that if they know that they threw a strike and it's called a ball and it results in a walk, that then there's somebody and that would have been the final out of the inning. And then, sure. and then any time that they throw a ball that was supposed to be a ball, they got a strike. Then they then feast on that part of the play. This year, I've seen. I understand, a couple of, but but if it's but if it's uniform for everyone. But I like the fact, and I'm sorry, I do like the fact. It's happened a couple of times actually recently when I've been watching some some Tigers games uh, recently. Is we've had a couple of just, I mean objectively horrendously bad strike zones where it's like what is where both sides are like what is happening yeah. how is this why do you happening? want that but what i because while watching those games over nine innings i have then watched both pitchers on either side by the way start to realize ooh, i can just eat on the on the outside part of this plate and i'm just gonna spot every one of my pitches in these unhittable spots and i'm gonna get called for strikes and it just completely changed the dynamic of that game and i'm sorry i do kind of like that when it comes for me and when it goes against me because sometimes it goes for my team sometimes it goes against my team i understand but the robot umps will not change the, what they'll you'll still have to get this like i don't know exactly how what the technology how it will work but you know how they measure it per for each batter sure. you know but it if you can get Nipples it and right used to be my whole thing when if I was you can get it right why don't you get it right because i think there's something to be said and i know i can already hear people out there screaming and yelling at me that i'm an idiot and that's fine but i i i do like the human element of the game i like the having to adjust yourself between different umpires here's an ump that calls a small zone here's an ump that calls a wide zone i have to know that there's it's more of a strategy it's more of a i gotta learn how to negotiate my way through this specific umpire's uh uh, uh strike zone yeah but if you're a hitter i mean hitting is so hard anyway yes that if you can know what this and you work my understanding is you work so hard to understand and manage the strike zone sure but and then if that becomes a fluid thing then it it no wonder offense has gone down. If that's also the concern, although I'm not as concerned about that because mm, I like a good and I don't and I don't think that's the but, reason why offense. But has that gone is down. still a part of it for sure. When there are patient hitters who are really great strike zone managers, but there's still guys like that. Guys, uh, uh, I mean, Victor Martinez is is a good uh, example of that. Like he is one of the best two strike hitters I've ever seen. Where when he got two strikes on him, I mean, the guy's vision just triples, and he just knows every single. There was a stretch, I think, uh, like in 2000. 12 13 when he went from may to may without taking a called third strike where it's like that's that's unbelievable to me that he did not you know he just he knows where that pitch is and he fouls off 15 different pitches to get the right one and i don't know i mean well you know what mr manfred does want to change the strike zone are you in favor of changing the strike zone as well it seems very strange to me but because he wants because he wants more offense yeah i 
He wants more offense and he wants the games to be shorter. Yeah. It's Those so strange. Things yeah. Don't go no, he, well, he doesn't necessarily want the games to be shorter. He wants the, the pace to increase. No, he wants the game. He wants to shave like 15, 20, 30 minutes off the time, which doesn't make sense to me because if your goal is to get casual fans to watch it, 20 minutes doesn't affect it. You can make it, you can make the games an hour and a half and it's not going to matter. 162 of these things, you're never going to get a casual fan to pay attention to a random July game between two teams that they don't care about. Yeah, but it, it's really, but it, at base is really about pace of game. Sure. And uh, I'm dead, all for, dead, you know. All right. So, but then what do you think about a pitching clock? My only, my biggest concern about it is more about uh, varying timing when there's a runner on base i'd be curious to see if they would com- continue to have a pitching clock when guys run base or if this would only be a pitching clock when men aren't on base because if it's a if it's a runner on base then that just yeah, that completely then automatically away. makes them able to steal whenever the pitching clock gets to 18 seconds <laughs> yeah, or 19 exactly. seconds so yeah something has to be given for that because then otherwise then they're just going to be running wild and because you have to release the ball right <laughs> Right. <laughs> and what does it do to throws over to first base and what, you know, well, so they're trying to limit, he's trying to limit uh, a lot of these things. And, and these are all just ideas that, that Rob Manford has thrown out there. And part of me trying to think is, is thinking that he's throwing out these wild and crazy wacky ideas so that he can get some other less wacky ideas through. Um, but I, I, I think yeah. that, I mean, he wants to limit pitching changes. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't even know how you do that. I don't know how, either. I don't know yeah, what, what are the, you, what are the you, conditions. Yeah, I mean, do you say you can only have three pitchers in a game? And at that point, then what do you do about injuries? What do you do about guys yeah, who go down seems... to the first inning? What do you have about guys who were you know, a 20-inning game or, or whatever? Where where it's... it's I just I don't understand why... I mean, the game... I, I, I guess it's me and you, so it's kind of... It's tough. Maybe we need to have a... Th- maybe, we, you know, maybe, that's what we need to do. We need to have a guest on this podcast who knows nothing about baseball. And we just need to kind of ask them all these questions about what they do and don't like. About like We should take someone to a game, you know, who just doesn't know anything about the game. Sure. And see what they think about, you know, pace of play or whatever. Or actually, probably for that one, it would be better to watch it on TV because seeing it in a ballpark always changes it. Yeah. Um, uh. I do think that there are certainly pitchers who are ridiculous. David Price? Who are so slow. David Price, you could go make a sandwich in between pitches. And I think that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it gets, it gets a little crazy. Watching guys like Scherzer or, or, or uh, uh, Clayton Kershaw. Oh, I, I've been to maybe five or six live Clayton Kershaw games in my life, and it bums me out because the game is so short. Yeah. He's like, oh, no, I want to stay here. But it's amazing to watch him play pitch and catch. Yes. Just catch, throw, catch, throw, yeah. catch, throw. And, and and then there's some, you know, there was, there I, again, I was watching, I was watching an MLB network, talk, you know, ch- chat. They were chatting about all these proposals. And and one guy was like, you know, you I think you could probably cut down the number of mound visits. Like if there's sometimes the catcher goes out to the mound three times and one at bat and you know, there, there are certain times when it's like, a lot of that is strategy. A lot I understand, of that is, understand. Is, but he's like, is, there are, you know, you have signs and like, then if the strategy, if there's some limitation, then you have to pick your spots. And, you know, uh, there's, you know, there's a point where he said like in one at bat, the, the, the catcher went to the mound and then the first baseman went to the mound, the pitching coach went to the mound. No, I, and, I give you that. There are definitely, you know, look, I mean, as far as things like, uh, and I'm going to go against myself here because I, you know, stepping out of the box to readjust your batting gloves or whatever, yeah, yeah. there's, there's some strategy to that as well. There's some mind games happening there too. So, so maybe, 
All right, fine. So there, there, are, there are certain mon- – I'm fine with some of that stuff. I'm fine with – as long as it doesn't demonstratively alter the actual game itself, and it is fine just cutting down on that. I mean I think we can agree that with Instant Replay, it's still entirely too long. Like that to me – once again, like that drives me batty. That it's so long. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Here's the way it needs to happen. Bang, bang. Play happens. All right. You have quite literally 30 seconds. Are you going to challenge? No? Moving on. All right, you are going to challenge? Great. From the time those headsets hit the ear, they have 60 seconds tops. It's 60 seconds. If they can't out. determine it. Yep. Then it if by yeah. the 61st second, you don't know that it was too close to call, call, stand, you know, call in the field stands, moving on. I, because I, mean, is, I, don't, I don't have a problem with that. Oh, I'm, I've been to ballparks where there's four or five, six-minute delays. Like, what yeah. is happening? Yeah. This is exhausting. And, and at that point now, you've got the opposing team's pitcher who's just sitting on the bench. And so there is something to be said about then trying to elongate it even longer. Let me think about it even more to let the other pitcher get cold over there. Because it's just, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I feel like a three-hour game is a three-hour game. Plus or minus 30 minutes isn't going to affect anybody's enjoyment of that game. You know, a two-hour game versus a four-hour game is very, very different. And that is something that happens from every every once in a while. But those are the anomalies. Most games are going to be two hours and 50 minutes, two hours and 55 minutes. And, I mean, I have, once again, maybe we're the wrong people to talk about. <laughs> I have no problem with that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. All right. Um, I think that's that's. Oh no! Limited de- oh, limiting defensive shifts. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, um, I don't really care. I don't know why that. I mean, I I think you can beat the shift. You can try to beat the shift. That simple? I mean, I think that it's a little ridiculous how many. Like, it's interesting that oh, it's blown up. I mean, there well, is. Well, no it's s- interesting. Like the Cubs, I think have the second fewest defensive shifts in all of baseball, and they have what you know by a couple measurements that I've seen the best defensive metrics. Well, I think in the I game, think they so. overthink this stuff so much. I think it's it's there's such a a a they're so reliant now on these these metrics and these numbers and these these shifts. Uh it was a game you and I were watching, uh, I think it was like Tigers White Sox or something a while ago and there was um a base hit or something that happened and Rod Allen said something along the lines of, Oh well, if they were playing where they've been playing for the last hundred years, that would have been an out. And it was just a great Lime, because he's like, yeah, it's it's just it's we overthink things so much now. I just don't know how you regulate something like that, like because then there's always like little people, like the the infield plays back or in, right. or the 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 outfield make plays no doubles or shallower, or sure. you know, it's like I think so, they're more talking about the extreme shifts of like when the third baseman yes, plays in, when eight in guys right are on one side of the field, and you know, yeah, when you've just got a giant which once again i'm with you you know we got to figure out a way go to, doink over yeah there. i mean if you want to stop the shifts then you got to start learning how to hit the ball the other way or bunt the ball or do whatever which look I, it is easy for you and i to say sitting on a couch in a chair respectively you know hey just learn to hit the ball the other way when for 20 years you've learned how to hit one way to all of a sudden have to change everything you know about hitting has got to be insanely difficult so i get it that it's not it's so much easier said than done um, I should ask Hal about this. My brother-in-law, Hal. Yes. Who, you know, former ball player, World Series winner, Hal Morris, my brother-in-law. Yes. Name dropping. Name but dropping. No, but I should honestly just ask him as a, as a because I, I, I don't know in that era, you know, when he was playing in the late 80s, early 90s, 
how much they were shifting. I mean, they're you know, were, they were shifting a little bit against Ted, Ted Williams, though. Oh yeah, they? yeah. Oh, shifts have been around for for decades, but it's it's. And I apologize for not knowing this number right off the top of my head. I'll, I'll try to put them. I mean, it's thousands and thousands of. Oh no, them, not that. Like, it's it's tens of thousands now. Yeah. It was I think over the last maybe couple of years, two, three, four years, it's gone from like around 2,000 shifts a year to like 30,000, like 28 to 30,000 shifts, which is like, that's, you're no longer, like now, you know, for, if you watch a game on MLB Network, they have the little diamond in the top right corner that shows you where the defense is playing for every single at bat because it's where they've been playing for the last hundred years is no longer good, I guess. Yeah. And and it's, it's... Uh, I don't know. I mean, this goes back to the whole just sabermetrics debate and and relying way too heavily on these very very imprecise metrics that I just I I think. Uh, well, how imprecise are they? If if eighty percent of the time he hits the ball in that direction, stop. That's pretty precise. Uh, I guess I was more talking about the defensive metrics than the than the offensive metrics. But yeah, no, it, it, it's it's. <sighs> I don't know. I'm just an old man. I just don't know how I just don't know how you regulate it. Uh, yeah, what, that's what, very are the, true. what like what are the actual things you're saying? You know, I guess that they say the third baseman can go no further over like then second past base like second you base, yeah. you know, I don't know. I mean, I I don't know. <laughs> the shortstop has to stay somewhere between second and third, maybe, you know, I, if they make I that rule, I don't know. I just don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I, don't, I, I do wonder how players feel about it. And, well, and, and I think, and, and I believe this is where you and I will, will hopefully agree. Well, we've agreed on a lot of this stuff actually today, but um, aww. Aww. but where we will actually agree is because all of this is in is in service of trying to quote unquote make the game more popular, right? Like that's that's trying to get more people involved in the game, trying to get more fans involved in the game, and I think. The best way that you and I could think of to do that would be to just lower ticket prices and let more people actually come to a live baseball game because that's how you create new fans. But also, like, so my brother's girlfriend, for instance, mm -hmm. she wasn't a baseball fan. Sure. He's a really big baseball fan. She sure. started watching games with him. Yeah. And from them sharing that experience, and sure. I don't know exactly what he shared with her about baseball, but I'm sure he shared some knowledge, but then she developed, started to develop her own relationship to the players sure. and her feelings about the team. And so there's that too. So well, I mean, the same you, thing happened with your better half as well, where, 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 yeah, I mean, all of a sudden he was not really a baseball fan. I mean, he'd been to games, he'd been to games, but like he is not. And now I, I, it makes me so happy when I get this every once in a while, I'll get a text from him out of the blue and he ha and he's like watching the Tigers game. He's like, "Oh, I'm watching the Tigers game, and this is happening. I'm so happy, and I'm so sad." I'm like, "Oh my God, that's so nice yeah. of you to, yeah. to be doing that." But because uh, that's a, yes, that's a huge part of it. If you can, for all of you listening out there, I'm assuming you are the baseball person in your life. Uh, absolutely, try to go out and 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 start. Teaching is the wrong word because when, when people sharing. feel like you're like yeah, sharing, sharing, yeah. sharing this experience with them because when people feel like you're teaching it to them, they feel like you, maybe you're talking down to them or that you're, you're trying to, to indoctrinate them or whatever, but just kind of share with them your love and your passion, why you love the game so much. Um, because then maybe they'll stop trying to mess with our sport so much. Yeah, I, I don't understand the, the thing about offense because like this season, there are some teams that are scoring a million runs. Yeah. Like very often, and there's a huge spike in home runs. Yeah, so I don't understand. But I also am the one 
one of the people who loves a one nothing game. Yeah, too. that's the other thing. Maybe stop focusing on the fact that offense is what people want. It's it start trying to ex- not once again not explain, but try to, to focus more on the beauty of a pitcher's doing the beauty of of what a look. Baseball is the only sport where the defensive control where the defense controls the ball, you know, and not only just the defense, but one person, one human person dictates whether or not I'm going to win or lose this game. I know it's a little more complex than that, but really, if that one person is on two people, if you want to do the catcher, they uh, they can straight dominate an entire sport, and and no other. Oh, his eyes yeah, this got is big. this is another that reminds me. Last night when I was listening to the the radio broadcast of the Cubs game on my way on my way home, Pat Hughes, the the radio broadcaster, said he proposes a new stat in addition to quality starts, Uh-oh. dominant starts. <laughs> okay. So like the quality start is six you know six innings, six innings pitched, three three runs given up or less. Uh-huh. He said a dominant start would be seven or eight innings with one or no runs given up. I like that. I like it too. Oh, I really like that. So somewhere in that, you know, oh, somewhere. Oh, I really like that. Yeah. The dominant start. Yeah. The DS. Yeah, that makes me, that you know, just like pricks up my ears a little bit more, you know. I really do like that because it, cause the quality start is, I love a quality start and a yeah. quality start is really fantastic. Sure. But yeah, the dominant start, because I, I think when you see a quality start, there is a world of difference between you know, yeah, I, I pitched six innings, gave up three runs, and I went eight innings, and gave up zero runs. Yes, like that's that's a they're both equally you know good for the team. Yes, but well, equally actually, I mean they're both good for the team, I should say. But but yeah, that eight innings zero. Oh, oh no, you got me going now. I'm gonna start, we got to start spreading this. All right, there you go. Hashtag dominant start. There you go. That's what we do. Um, <laughs> but I think that is that's that's what we're gonna we're gonna end this this wonderful uh, uh, episode on on that. Uh, I think. Ultimately, whether it's the playoffs, whether it's these small rule changes, I think baseball is doing pretty well right now. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean, I don't. Do you do you know more about the numbers? Uh, I know the last that I looked, uh, and this was maybe about two years ago. They were having they, they were boasting seventy five million fans coming out to a game at a live ballpark, and they're still they're they're uh, the playoff ratings last year were were uh, sub- substantially higher than they had been in years past. I think at the end of the day baseball is a regional sport and it's going to ebb and flow based on the success of your team. Everyone likes to think that their city is a real baseball town and we're going to watch it, whatever. But we have to be honest when your team is doing better, you're going to get higher ratings. And I think it's going to be hard to look at baseball from a business perspective in this vacuum of saying how much money is it going to make year to year to year to year to year? Cause that's just, it's a regional game. And if my team isn't doing well, my city might not tune in as much. And so that might not, but that being said, another team might be doing well when they hadn't been doing team doing well. Yeah, and so they might be doing better than they are now. And then there are the national teams, the sort of you know that that when they do well, or like the the royal stories. Yeah, and captured, you've got these stories. You know, more national attention. They need to do a better job of of marketing their players better and making them into into if they want. A bigger national presence, you know, the fact that if I walk down the street right now in Manhattan, maybe not Manhattan, but let's say I walked around in uh, Butte, Montana, and I asked 10 people, I showed them a picture of, of Mike Trout and Bryce Harper, I, I, I would be shocked if more than two or three of them mm. knew who they were. 
you know, it's it's. But but you show me pictures of basketball players, except for like I know LeBron James. And, sure, you know, but it's the same kind of thing. Like I don't really, I wouldn't. Uh, right. Steph Curry and LeBron James would probably be the two right now that I would recognize. There you go. And I gave you Mike Trout and Bryce Harper, who are the equivalent of LeBron James and Seth Curry or Steph Curry. And I'm saying most people wouldn't recognize them. You would at least recognize. You just need to recognize two or three people. And I'm saying you take the quote unquote best players, arguably. I'm fine. Clayton Kershaw, Miguel Cabrera, you know, Chris Bryant, etc. Any number of these superstar players, um, and the overwhelming majority of people aren't going to know who they are. But sure. they will know who LeBron James is. They yeah. will know who Tom Brady is. They will know who. Uh, I don't know if they'll know who. Crosby or Ovechkin or any of those. Yeah, probably are. not. But, yeah. So hockey, so but fine, baseball. You don't want to become hockey in this country, and and hockey's become. When I was a kid, it was the big four sports. You know, it was NHL, NBA, NFL, yeah. uh, and MLB. And MLB. That's to this generation of kids, it's the big three. Like it's, it's the NHL doesn't really rate on a national level anymore, because um, that is also equally a, a regional game as well. Yeah. So you don't want to get to that position. You got to create stars, and you got to you know, let people know that there's some personality here in this wonderful game of ours. Sure. The fact that Andrew McCutcheon isn't on billboards everywhere drives me nuts. He is one of the best, most charming, funny, nice players in the world. And he does stuff on social media. If you haven't checked out his Twitter page or his Instagram or any of that stuff that he does, he is genuinely funny uh, with, with his nonsense. his weird little sketches that he, that he creates for himself. Uh, you seen his waiter sketch, right? No, Where he, he just—it's them, and it's—it's it's like him pretending to be a waiter and pouring himself water, and it's just this, the most idiotic, stupid thing. But it's—it's it's fun and charming, and people will like it. But whatever. All right. Um, so yeah, so baseball—you're doing okay. You could be doing better, sure, but you don't need to wholesale change, you know, your entire sport to get casual fans to watch. It's never going to happen that way. I agree with you. So that's our state of baseball address, I guess. Yes. Um, we want to thank, actually, a couple of uh, 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 Twitter followers. Actually, I don't even know. Oh, no. I don't know. Maxwell Glick, Maxwell of course. Glick, He's a former uh, guest. Uh, uh, a former guest who, who offered. And then, oh, I want to I wanna, uh, hold on. I've got it here somewhere. Here we go. Laura. Hmm. It's easy. At Laura CW1, is it? Yes. At Laura CW1. It was the one who uh, recommended us talk about some of these topics today. So thank you yeah, so much, Laura. Thank that you, was Laura. very, very nice of you. Yeah. In the future, if y'all would like to hear us talk about certain subjects when we don't have guests, which we will have some very cool, special, very, very cool guests coming up. Uh, I'm very excited about that. And now that Anthony is back, uh, back in the New York groove. He is going to be uh, available for us to record some more guest episodes. But for episodes where it's just going to be me and Mr. Rap, um, we're always looking for topics to talk yeah, about. Like a little so. Twitter mailbag. Yeah. So why don't you go ahead and uh, tweet us at Clubhouse Pod, at Albino Kid, and at Rounding Third MJ. Um, let's think of a clever little hashtag. Just hashtag. Uh, Clubhouse stories. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. I'm trying to learn. Former guest of the show, Ty Simpkins, also got me on Instagram now. I'm trying to learn how to be young and hip like the kids and hashtag and and at and tweeters. I'm too irascible to hashtag. <laughs> hashtag Clubhouse stories. And uh, we will uh, try to incorporate more of your topics in the show. But with that... Thank you, Mr. Rapp. Thank you, Mr. Tried. Thank you all so much for listening. We will see you next time here in the clubhouse.
The home base for the Clubhouse podcast is the Bergino Baseball Clubhouse located at 67 East 11th Street in New York City. Seriously, folks, this is without a doubt my favorite baseball spot in the country. From the baseball-inspired artwork on the walls to the one-of-a-kind memorabilia for sale and the amazing baseball fans that are just hanging out on the bleachers inside the store, this place is the best. If you can't make it into Bergino's in person, please visit bergino.com and pick up a gift for your father, your mother, your brother, your sister, really anybody in your life, or even just yourself. If you can make it in, make sure you mention the podcast and you'll get a free bag tag with any purchase. You can follow Anthony and I individually at RoundingThirdMJ for me and at AlbinoKid for Anthony. Thank you so much for listening. Have an awesome week.